minimalism is something I've been working through for about a year now. Now, don't expect me to have a house with two pieces of furniture and no color. This girl needs her vintage phones, practical areas, and colorful spaces. I know it means different things to different people, and for me, it means keeping up with less stuff. It means being intentional with what I buy and what I keep. Welcome to the Retro Hip Podcast, a show about home life, working smart, and being a crafty babe. Hi, I'm Andrea, and you probably know me online as Retro Hip Mama. I own Retro Hip Co., a company that runs on vintage-inspired creativity and a good mix of hustle and rest. I design and publish Retro Hip Magazine and create content to share as a reminder to women that our creativity is important and should take up space. I'm so excited to chat with you. Let's rock and roll. I've been through a few decluttering sessions recently and wanted to share some things I learned along the way and where I started and what kind of motivated me um, to do something within my house first before another area. So let's get started with the first thing I did was I started with what I could see. I took down all the decor in my living room and I sorted my plastic decor bins into four color categories um, before they were just kind of like everything was just kind of thrown in there. But what I did was I made one with just reds, one with just yellows, one with just teals, and then a fourth one which had like other colors which ended up being metals, whites, and a couple of pink things. You could do seasons or themes or however you typically store or look for your decor. But having things in the clear bins made it a lot easier for me to know what was in there and I can easily recall what I have. And then I decided on a color combo and only picked a few items from my bins to bring back out. They didn't have, uh, they didn't have to come all out, you know, for me to enjoy them. I noticed that I could enjoy my favorite items in smaller bursts. And if I wanted to switch them out more often, that I could enjoy them more, more often. So I started with what I could see, the areas that kind of were bugging me. And that was an area that was bugging me. I felt like I had too much stuff out because I was afraid that I would forget about all of the things and vintage things that I have and love if they weren't out. But now I'm just switching them out a little bit more regularly and having less stuff out <laughs> for me to look at. Number two, I had to be realistic about my appearance. <laughs> this is the hardest part for me because I love like capital L-O-V-E love fashion. I loved getting dressed and making cute outfits, but I don't, I don't work in an office anymore and I don't need blouses. I don't need nice pants. Um, I just don't. And I don't need jewelry options. I don't need makeup options. I wear a very typical uniform of leggings and a graphic tee uh, most days now, which is totally fine. But I needed to be realistic about getting rid of the things that truly do not serve me right now and likely won't serve me in the future. I purged several pairs of shoes, lots of jewelry, uh, tons of tops and bottoms, I did keep my favorite items like dresses and skirts and cute flats that I, you know, if I only wear them once a year, okay, so what? I love them. They fit me well. I feel good in them. Uh, and I will find ways to not always dress in leggings and a graphic tee. <laughs> um, 
I still go do errands, you know? I still have a weekly work meeting where I have opportunities to dress a little cuter. But the point here is to not get rid of everything. It's to pass on items that are not for your right now season and to keep the absolute favorites. Uh, let me also note that I do have a cold weather and a warm weather wardrobe. So some of these items cross between both, but I have one large plastic bin that I use to switch out each spring and fall. So I actually went through the things at that time that were hanging in my closet, as well as the items that were in my off season bin. Uh, and I actually took them from three bins down to one bin, <laughs> which, you know, difficult, very difficult for me. But I knew that other people, number one, other people would be able to utilize those items if I donated them. I used and loved them. They were never wasted. There maybe was one top that I bought on a whim that I never wore because when I got it home, I didn't like it. Um, but everything else was very loved. So nothing went to waste. Um, and if it was overloved, <laughs> you know, it just got tossed. So it, it had its purpose. It served its purpose. Um, and therefore I did not, did not feel bad. <laughs> I did feel a little sad because I hate getting, uh, I hate knowing that I don't have the opportunity to constantly make these new outfits and, and wear cute shoes. Um, so I've just found ways to wear, um, like, you know, colorful vans and cute pink striped converse. Like I'm making do, okay. I'm making do. <laughs> Number three, needing less crafty stuff to manage. In the previous episode, uh, episode number 30, the minimalist, minimal-ish craft stash, we talked about this, um, but my space gets a good purge every few months uh, because there's just so much coming in, um, and I realized that that is the actual issue. We talked about this, you know, in that episode, and I'm working hard to minimize what comes in, and I'm also prioritizing using my stuff like, gosh, everything that comes out is so beautiful and I truly want to use everything, but I can't. I have to be realistic that I cannot use everything that's out there or everything that I want <laughs> to bring into my space. So, you know, and none of us really can. We, we want to, but we can't. And there's no sense it, for me, there's no sense in keeping a bunch of crafty supplies that are just going to get old and go out of style uh, before I get a chance to use them. So regularly purging older stuff or stuff that I bought and realized maybe wasn't the best choice is something that has become a really good habit for me. And now purging is not easy for everyone, but I do encourage you to maybe go back a couple of issues. I think it was issue number 27, five crafty items to purge right now. And just start with one category. You know, it is easier to deal with less stuff. Hey babe, quick news break. The latest issue of Retro Hip Magazine hit the shop and you can get your own copy right now. Start out at retrohip.co slash shop and check out all the new releases this month. There's a limited quantity of printed copies available and the digital copy is always available. There's also a coordinating stamp set, wearable merch, and digital add-ons. 
Retro Hit Magazine is designed for and by creative babes. Every issue includes crafty inspiration, digital printables, and leaves you feeling happy and inspired. Grab your magazine and extras today at RetroHip.co. Number four, cleaning out my closets. And no, not my bedroom closet because we've just talked about the clothes and the shoes, but I mean like the closets where everything gets kind of stored when you don't want it in your house. Uh, that in the garage. <laughs> I'm, I'm notorious for clearing out what I can see and then just adding it to the closet to deal with later. This is a specific organizing style coined by Cass from the Clutterbug. I'm a butterfly, which means I need visual tidiness with macro organization. So if it's out of sight, it's out of mind. And if it's tucked away, as long as it's with other like items, I don't need to be micro-organized in all cases. I took on a, a, a few closets that had been just kind of added to over the three years we've been in this house. And those areas were definitely uh, in need. <laughs> uh, I tackled the front closet, my bathroom closet, and Marshall's closet. All three places had collected what I thought really belonged there, but didn't really need about 50% of it. And of course, I did not tackle them all on the same days. These were um, absolutely separate projects, uh, and they came about only when I felt the most motivated to really go through that space. Like it had to be something that was kind of an irritant for me at the time. Um, or, you know, just when I got a whim or I got inspiration or something for a space, or I felt like I just needed to clean, you know, you get those, you get those feelings, you know, I had to take advantage of it while I had to strike while the iron was hot. Is that what I'm supposed to say there? Anyway, closets are a big thing. Um, but that was one of the major things that I'm really glad that I handled. And number five is I started to tackle the areas that I use the most, which happened to be the pantry and under my sinks, bathroom sink and kitchen sink. And technically the downstairs bathroom sink too. That's a different story. Um, I just, I need to know where things are and I need to grab them fast. I don't like to sift and sort through things at the moment that I need them, nor do I want to mess around with finding a place for it when I'm done with it. So Clearing out food and supplies and giving them buckets and baskets with like items has been so helpful. I did a pantry purge um, and just I was able to make like a breakfast section and a, you know, a backstock section. And that was super, super helpful. So like especially the backstock section when, you know, Marshall uses the last of the ketchup and he's like, hey, we're out of ketchup. I can be like, go look in the backstock. There should be, you know, there should be some in there. Like I know where it is, but it doesn't have to be like with the stuff that gets used every day. Um, it's just been super helpful. The decluttering process, you know, is difficult and it takes your entire life. <laughs> this is not something like, sure, you can declutter an area in, you know, a set amount of time, but you're constantly bringing stuff in. We are humans. We have lives. We are constantly bringing stuff in. So we are constantly needing to kind of declutter. And uh, these are the areas that I tackled first only because of what I knew I needed to solve and what I knew I could handle. So maybe if you're feeling this urge 
um, you need to start really small. You know, maybe tackling just a drawer that's bugging you is a great way to start. Maybe just start with your shoes or start with uh, your makeup or, you know, just something small. It's a process. It's not something that you need to try to fit into all everything one day. You know, after a while, decision fatigue will start to set in and things will start getting hard. So you just want to be able to make quick gut decisions so that you, you know, make sure you're in the right headspace for these tasks. You don't want to get rid of everything, <laughs> but you also don't want to hang on to stuff that clearly could go. Moving to a simplified life has been hugely inspired by a few YouTubers that I started watching last year. Check out The Minimal Mom, Natalie Bennett, Simply This Life, and Marissa Zen. These ladies rock all spectrums of minimalism and give so many amazing tips on starting, maintaining, and tackling clutter and stuff in our lives. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm so glad you were here with me today. We'll talk soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Retro Hip Podcast. If you like the show and the stuff we chat about, please consider subscribing and leaving a rating and a review on iTunes. You can also screenshot and share the episode you're listening to so other babes can join the conversation. You can also hang out with me on Instagram at Retro Hip Mama because, well, I'm there a lot. And you can also join my email list. As an email subscriber, I keep you updated monthly on all things Retro Hip Co. And you get a fun Retro Hip magazine sampler when you sign up. Head over to retrohip.co slash news. Thanks for listening. 